last week we saw we spoke from the Bavram Ben Arambam that he said that there's two drachim, two mahalchim, two mahalchim in Avodas Hashem. He's called one the Derech Am, the Derech Gluya, and the other the Derech Yachid. And he said the Derech Gluya is completely generic. There's no distinction between any body of person within Klal Yisrael. For every person, provided he's uh, he's chayev, so he's chayev. Every Jewish male over the age of 13 is chayev to take care of. Doesn't matter who he is or where he is. Granted, there's certain people who have halachic exemptions. If a person's sick, so he's potter. But every person who's sick will be potter. There's no distinction. There's no qualitative difference between, in terms of the chiyuv, every Jew has the same degree of chiyuv, and if it's also, everyone has the same isur. There's an Isra Achilles Trafus. Everyone's Isra Achilles Trafus is identical. The Derech Ha'am is a, there's a, there's, it's the, 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 the baseline of Shemir Satara. Then he says there's something called Derech Ha'yachid. And the Derech Ha'yachid is where, the, where a person develops individuality. And he says every single person is different. And a person's Shemir Shabbos, for example, everyone has to be Shemir. What's Asr is Asr. What's Mutter is Mutter. What's, what is Mechuyev to do is Mechuyev to do. But the of the chiyuv, how that chiyuv takes place is radically different. You have one person who will be misbeinay in the briyas oilem on Shabbos, and the the hasogas he will get will be revolutionary. And someone who has a deep hasoga, one person will get out of his tzitzis a deep understanding of what does it mean staklus and what does it mean re'iyah and what does it mean loisa surach elavavchem. Whereas another person will not be able to have just he'll be kind of beggar, and it's a beggar and it's got the right. In other words, the Derech HaYachid is where a person expresses his individuality and the Derech HaRabim is where a person is totally generic. There's no room for individual expression. It's comparable to something we've discussed previously, which we mentioned, and that is, in life, there's two ways we engage with one another. There's many ways, but we'll focus on two of the many. There's something which is called a, an agreement. It's called a market norm. That when we go into business together, whether I'm employing you, whether, whether, whether I'm doing a job for you, so there's a contract, it's contractual obligation. That if I hire you to do a job, so then the expectation is you do the job. You do the job, and when the job has been done, you will receive payment. If you do not do the job, there will be no payment. It's very cut and dried, it's mechanical, it's call it midasadin. The world of business is midasadin. It's a, it's a contract. You do this, I do that. You do this for me, you do a lot, I give you a lot. You do a little, I give you a little. There's a very strong relationship between cause and effect, and that's called a market norm. There's another way of engaging with one another, which is called a social norm, which is the whole realm of relationships. In relationships, so it's completely different to market norms. In a relationship, you don't measure things, you don't quantify things. After you've been meeting with your friend, you don't suddenly say to him, you know, that's been, that's been 25 minutes, um, the truth is, the truth is, you're a friend, I'm going to give it to you for 150 shekels. So what do you mean? We just, we, just, we just had a chat. If that same person happened to be a business consultant, so at the end of the meeting he'd say, okay, 150 shekels, you say 100%, wow, what a bargain. But if he's a friend and he says that, you'll say, what are you talking about? What, are you crazy? If you go to someone for, for Shabbat's dinner, and then after Shabbat you find them up and say, how much was it? And then, like you said, because I saw that you had those expensive grain. It's going to add on at least another four and a half shekels. So I'm estimating like something like for my for my for my meal, probably like fifty-six shekels. Is that okay? It would be offensive to do that to a person. 
So in other words, when you're in the world of social norms, in the world of a relationship, so then there's no quantifying, there's no measurability. It's, it works on different principles. It's about the connection, it's about doing, it's about love, it's about understanding. When you're working in the market realm, and you start saying to the person, you know, oh, don't you want to like, forget about the fact that I owe you money? Don't you want to just, you go into the shop, you go into the market, and you say, do you know what? I really need milk for my tea this morning, and I don't have money. Come on, just give it to me. Sorry, this is a business. This is not a. If you're doing, if you do that to a friend, no problem. But you can't. And there's market norms, and there's and there's social norms. In in the mitzvahs, again, it's not absolutely accurate comparison, but it works for a lot of the way. There's an element of what's called contractual obligation. There's the whole there's a whole tier of shmiras and mitzvahs, which is it's an, it's a transaction. You contractually obligated, which means you go to davening, you get schar. You don't go to davening. But it's not about, yeah, but you don't understand, I didn't feel good today. Listen, if we're having a meeting and you don't feel good, I can understand that, we're in a relationship together. But when I'm hiring you for a job, you don't suddenly say, you know, <laughs> I wasn't connecting to it today, I'm not going. you hired for a job and you've got a major contract with a company. And you phone up and you say, hello, hi, no, I'm not going to be able to make it today, I just, I'm just not into it. It's not into it. How long would your job last? Not very long, not very long, because there's a sense of... So what we explored yesterday was that kind of yachas in mitzvahs seems to have dissipated. That people don't feel an achrayas. There's no achrayas, there's no responsibility that if I'm here, then it doesn't matter if I'm in a good, good mood, bad mood, connecting, not connecting, I'm a chiv. It's not negotiable. There's gedorim, there's gulim, there's, it has to be done. So now... If, it seems to be that, that that's weak. I was speaking to a person today. Okay, he's coming from, let's say, a more modern background. So I said to him, it was very interesting. I said to him, granted, it was a little bit confrontational. So you do Dove and Marib every night, don't you? So then he did the squirm. Uh, <laughs> so I said, uh, so you don't Dove and Marib every night? Like, out of an average on a week, how many times do you like, manage to get to Marib? Uh, how many times a week? So he said to me, there's so many people doubling Mariv, what difference does it make if I don't? In other words, this is a common mistake. Look at Rabbi Israel. Rabbi Israel says something which is, which is very not popular. People don't like Rabbi Israel anymore and I think it's a big mistake. Gerizam Musa. Okay, so again, you read the introduction to Gary Samusa, and unless you've got like, you know, a strong, uh, strong stomach, you kind of collapse on the spot. Adam Chofshi So far, so good. You know, I, th- I think I saw, I don't know who it was, but there was like a, <laughs> a uh, from singer, and like the title of his, of his record, of his, of his CD was. Adam Chafshi B'dim That was it, that was it. Stop there. <laughs> Go on. What's the, what's the chat? That sounds beautiful. Adam Chafshi B'dim Yoinoi V'asur B'miskolei Now, Dimian, a person is free as can be. You could, in, in your Dimian, you can imagine yourself flying. But when it comes to Seichel, you will drop and you'll land on the floor. So your Dimian is free, but your Seichel is Mugbal. There's a Geder. What does Dimyonia do? Dimyonia may lichoi shoivav, but derech lever tsonio. Dimyonia says, do whatever you like. Do whatever you like. You will not die. 
Mortality is not part of it. Mortality doesn't come into it. The basic, there's one basic fact that we know about life. We're all going to die. There's a lot of things we don't know. There are a lot of unknowns. There's one known. There are 8 billion people on the planet right now. In 100 years, dead. Every last one of them. They're all, they're all, they're all going to die. They're all going to die. There's one thing we know about ourselves. We're all going to die. Who thinks they're going to die in the room? None of us. So he says, You have no fear about Vadai Asid. It's Vadai. It's Vadai. There will be a time when a Kodesh Baruch Hu takes you directing for everything you've done. And there will be severe Oynesh. And nice is an interesting phrase. Not a stranger won't be chapped for you. What do you mean? What's that mean? So this is a common misperception about death. People think about death as sleep. Sleep implies that you're not present. Because when we sleep, we're not present. So if you understand sleep as uh, death as sleep, so you think like this, there's me. And then there's something else. It's called manashama. And when I die, manashama, which is something I don't feel I can't continue, and then I'll just come to an end, and something else will continue. And the other thing is going to come in, and all. So Rabbi Shah's Machadesh over here, he says it more, he says it before, he explores it much more in Mechtavav, but he says, The only thing that changes between life and death is that when a person dies, his body now doesn't move, he's in a grave. Every, everything else remains identical. Your memories, your personality, your she'ifas, your tithes, exactly the same. Same person. Exactly the same. Only what? You don't have a body. And that person has to kilu answer for his life. And that's a person who's going to either feel very at home or very uncomfortable in Olam Aruchni. You yourself will be the continued living person that bears the powers of your chait. Echadhu, hammering it home. Echadhu. It's not someone else, it's you. Echadhu, it's the same thing. Morahi, it's better. The person should say, ah, when, when, the come, when the time comes, I'll deal with it. Whatever terrible thing can happen to a person in this world, and shocking things can happen to a person, shocking, terrible, brutal people who suffer from diseases as a marshal, who suffer from emotional pain, they can, they can go through Hell, Vahoraya, they kill themselves. You've got to be having a pretty not pleasant life to take it. Those mitzorimhema are nothing compared to unshaveris. Tigoel nefesh adam namada, you'll be shocked. Yoim neshani chosheh. There's no time. There's no time. So the dimyoin that doesn't let you think about these things is an oyevra. Miyodainu, but don't worry. It's within our ability. We can deal with the dimyon. If we listen to the seichel. If we take a think about what we're going to do, so then it has an impact. But the dimyon is a nachal shoytef. It's a torrent. And the seichel, 
excitement of the soul and Cyrus, the, the storm of the spirit. So it's very soft, soft what he means. But look how he starts off. And he says now, Let's look. We are mechuyev to avoid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hello, Dovah Hu. Pretty choshev. Ma'u ha'klal ha'ashem yamin ha'nishab ha'pratim. What's the klal of avoida? What's the klal? What's that? Step one. Judaism 101. What do you need to do? What do you need to know? Judaism 101. What is the most basic fact in terms of my development as a Jew that should be in place? Bleed down to bleed I mean, it's so posh. This is so posh. Bleed down to bleed for Nakir. Shehai emuna merachef is born. The emuna which hovers inside of us. Shehai elokim shoifei tu loses leishkefim aloloi. To give every person according to what he's done. Brackets. Hiraishis mitzadena versus bach. That's step one. Step one is understanding. If I do it, there will be schar. If I do not do it, there will be oinish, which is severe. Meaning, so this is the tricky point. This is a tricky point. So in the continuation of my discussion with the person, I said to him, your tefillah doesn't make a difference? Your tefillah doesn't make a difference. He says, no. There's so many people davening. So first of all, there'd be so many people davening. But let's say there's a woman who happens to be stricken with a horrible machta, she's got cancer and she's in gyrotetic, and there's a chance that the medication that she's taking can work. But there's a gzaira on her, and she needs tefillah. And the truth is, if a million people daven for her, in their refo'enu, there'd be nafkur chashpah for her to become healthy. And you're the one person that didn't daven, and therefore the gzaira can't be lifted. Again, that's just a marshal to understand. But the point is as follows, and this is a deep point. The point is that a virus and oinesh isn't there to promote guilt and to bring on depression. It's there to give us the understanding that our lives make a difference. The oinesh is always measured in regard to the avera. Now, Rabbi Yisrael says, when he says Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, people misunderstand Rabbi Yisrael. The thing Rabbi Yisrael came and he said, Gehenna, you have no idea, Gehenna. Rabbi Yisrael was not, it's, 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 it's an idiotic thing to think that Rabbi Yisrael was a fire and brimstone preacher. Rabbi Yisrael was a going awesome. What he meant to say is as follows, if you understand that your life is worthwhile, then you'll understand that your actions have consequences. The greater the consequence of the action, the more powerful is the person who does it. Like Rabbi Eliolopian and the chicken. When he, when, he, when he made the careless mistake of breaking a piece of crockery in his mother's home, so things were hard to come by. And if he was careless, his mother would give him a proper, proper fast. One day, a chicken flew into the kitchen, flapped its wings, and an entire set of plates smashed onto the floor. So he was busy rubbing his hands and warming his stomach because he knew it was going to be chicken soup for supper. His mother walks into the kitchen and she says, shoes out the, shoes out the chicken. Doesn't, doesn't say anything. What's going on here? If I would have done that, I would have got Makoi's Retzach. And here she is this chicken and just... No. And he says, I didn't understand 
until I saw the chicken but he scribed the ground by in the dirt that he's a chicken so when people don't take Gehenim seriously they don't understand the Oynish it means we are small we don't think what we do makes a difference and therefore if we do it we don't do it I daven I don't daven I'm shaming messes I'm not shaming messes it's really not enough community that means you have no emunah that you can do something that your entire sog of who you are is very limited. And the various are yardstick to measure your godless. If a person who's in a position of power makes a tiny error, error, it has huge ramifications. A president of a major country makes a careless comment. It's all over the papers, and you can risk the, the risk the risk, risk his office. Because because he's big, his actions have big amp- impact. That sense of we are actually, we make a difference is racist mitzadeinu That's step number one. How is that expressed is that when I do something wrong, I go, oh yeah, I've just done something bad. But it's so tricky because if your immunity isn't strong enough, it turns into guilt. Guilt turns into inaction. Inaction turns into atzvus. Atzvus turns into depression. Depression turns into doing even less. So that's the problem. The problem is, the reason why people run away from this is because they know that if you take it wrong, so then it doesn't give you, it doesn't charge you up and fire you up. Don't become more responsible, you become more tzabrochen. So what they say, leave it Israel. So what happens? You destroy all of because you don't have racism with Adenu. Like Rav Ben Arabam says, that if you don't have this, everything else you do on top of this is garnished. I owe you money, it's great. You know, I give you a, this is the Moshe he says. It's, I owe you money, I have a choyv. The choyv is the mitzvah. So Akash Bokhu says, person says, yes, yes, yes. And then he does some Gvaldika avoid and he makes up his own filler and he goes to he goes to the Khoisal and he, and, he, and then he davens until two o'clock in the morning and doesn't wake up for Shachis. So Avram and Aram says the marshal is, I owe you a thousand dollars. And I say, hi, and I give you a box of chocolates. It's very nice, but you owe me a thousand dollars. The box of chocolates doesn't take away the loan. So in other words, unless you have that, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a contractual obligation. That's called the bristoyer. That's what we did, got into Sinai. It means we contractually obligated. We want to, we don't want to. That's our life. That's our mission. That's the job we've been given. And not doing the job we've been given has massive consequences. So until you realize that, any other mind in Avodah is nothing. It's nothing. It doesn't do anything. Like he says, a person can have a tiny for 15 years and it will all be knocked out. And the interesting thing he says, there has to be mimic in it. He says, your 15 years of tinies will be undone if you eat something which is gaz- nigzal. Interesting, not even trade. You eat a piece of food which is stolen. It will undo your 15 years of tinies. It will just destroy it. Because you're over the ikr halacha. There's a basis and then there's something on top of it. The relationship begins when the contract has been fulfilled. But if the contract is lacking, so then everything we do on top of it, all the geschmackheit of my own personal individual avoyer doesn't get off the ground because there's no, there's, there's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the parasha yet. And this is the point that we are, many of us are struggling with, and the the, the olam as a whole, I think, is struggling with. There's no sense of 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 an internal sense of a tremendous loss if I'm not become a basic fear very often. So the shine is how do you deal with that? It's, it's a very tough thing to deal with because how do you deal with it in such a way? In other words, in certain areas, th- this is a problem. We all realize, any of us who've had any kind of experience, 
in academics or in the working world, you don't feel guilty when you don't do a job. You feel irresponsible. You're given a job to do. And people are relying on you and you don't turn up. You don't go over and you say, oh, I feel terrible. I feel... You say, oh my gosh, oh, how could I have done that? And you go you and apologize and you try to rectify if you're a normal functional person. Your attitude isn't guilt, your attitude is responsibility. And when you renege on your responsibility, when you don't keep it, your attitude is, I better do something to fix this up. That would be the attitude which would be the appropriate attitude to have an avaria. An avaria means, oh my gosh, what I did had a horrible consequence, I better fix it up as soon as I can. Not that, ah, oh, I'm garnished and everything's garnished and if I'm popping comments it's because I'm going... That, 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 that's an... So why, why? What's, what's the pshat? So the posh pshat is because, well, this is tangible and real, and that's not tangible and real. Meaning, when I go to... I'm given a job, it's tangible that I have to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning, I get that 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm given something direct to do by a person that I can see and he tells me, and then if I don't live up to my obligations, he says to me, where were you? So everything's in the world of reality. Whereas, if I don't have a shakhis, I wake up and I miss the man Kirishma. What happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing happens, you know, the kilu. It seems that it, nothing has to happen. If, if, if I miss a seder, if I... Whatever. Whatever, whatever it is, the various that we do. Well, do, do, does anything happen? No, nothing happens. So, so therefore the Metsias, the tangible Metsias, doesn't reinforce it. So what is it? It's something which is in the world of not Metsias. So in the world of not Metsias, so that's when the guilt starts to set in, because it's not a real transaction. So it could be that, that, that that's really what Bishwari is saying over here. So saying the thing that stops us from experiencing the Metsias, and therefore causes all these... These, these strange reactions of something which is it's a basic cure. If you do it, you do it. And why we respond so differently to something which is be so obvious, he calls it the dimyon. There's something that creeps in. It seems to be as follows. And th- this is the tricky part. It seems to be it's the chisar and seichel. That's how the gear starts off. That if a person, again, where don't you feel the impact? of your various, with your eyes and with your nose and with your hands. Where do you feel the impact? In your cycle, it's posh it. There's a boya olam, he gave you the Torah, it's the most humble thing in the entire world, you've got a tremendous achrayas, Adam is the, is, is the, is the bechir of, the, of, of all the briyas, and every single thing you do, every thought you have, every word you say, it's all powerful, it's going to either break olamos or build olamos. In your cycle, that's perfectly clear. Where isn't it clear? In the world of the flesh, in the world of the senses. So therefore, the dimion borrows from the world of the chush, and the world of the seichel becomes totally suppressed. So the partial solution is, okay, awaken the seichel, and then when the seichel is active, so then the dimion won't have a, won't have a, won't have a tzad. And then Rebbe Shah says, v'adimion nachel shaita, v'aseichel yitba. It doesn't work. The seichel be'etzim can't stand against. It doesn't stand up. It doesn't stand up to the demon. The seichel's not strong enough. Say it generally, I'm not talking about you. Say it generally, the seichel's not strong enough. People have got real demonious. Not demonious, demonious. Um, so, 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 again, demon gets you rid of it, so you don't, you don't live up to a basic cube. The seichel is what makes it real. 
but the demon is too powerful. So unless, and now maybe this is the key. So perhaps the key is over here is what's this rikshas on nefesh v'sara saruch? It seems to be that there's something which is not seichel. It's the boat that seichel can ride on. So basically seichel's drowning. So you need to give seichel a life raft so it can get on top of the water and not drown. And that being on top of the water is called Rikshas and Nefesh Vesaras Aruch. And that will be Makai Maseichel. Not that the Rikshas and Nefesh and the Saras Aruch will substitute the Seichel. It will be Makai and the Seichel. To allow the Seichel a cube, it will be able to float and not get drowned. So, what is this, this, this Rikshas and Nefesh Vesaras Aruch? But the Choy, whatever it is, if, says Rabbi Saw, that Rashis Mitzadenu Ba'avodas Aboire is this basic realization that our actions have consequences and that if I do something good, there's schar, if I do something bad, there's an oinish and that oinish is more powerfully scary than anything could ever comprehend because vice ois, the quality of the deed or the misdeed is extremely grave because I am an Adam, I'm a tzidam elokim and everything I do has incredible hashpahs. I can't understand that because the demon absolutely um, drowns that hasoga, so therefore I need to find this this riches and nefesh of Saras Aruch. In other words, that riches and nefesh of Saras Aruch is not not seichel, and nefesh and the ruach are below the seichel keilu. So we have to use the things below the seichel to be mechaya the seichel, and then when the seichel is alive, then you say, ah, pashut. Then you can see, ah, this is a Matthias. Without that, you will not see the Matthias. That's the scariest point. The scariest point is we live in a world where we're not part of the Matthias. We're not part of the Matthias. We think things which are Chomer or Kal, and we think things which are Choshev are nothing, and things which are nothing are Choshev. So our entire, we, we're living in a world which is ding and ding and ding. And. So we have to break the shackles of that world, otherwise we get trapped. But you can't do it just by understanding. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. So you need to employ the nefesh and the ruach. And hopefully that's something we're going to have to think about. How do you do that? Maybe, maybe so will give us a few tips. But that's really, it seems to be the nekudah. Without that, without that, we don't have the rashis mitzadena. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing there. I just can't. It's hanging on less than a string. And you see it. You see it, you see how precarious, again, in a person when you've got all the structure, you measure it by not when you have the structure. When you, it's a key, all of us, in the environment that we're in, we scaffold it. That we appear to be standing upright, but it's because we've got all these supports over here, over here. Now what happens when you take away the supports? So the, taking away the supports is when a person, as this is what once said in the Shmuz, I remember it so clearly. He says, what would happen if you took a person and you took him out of your shiva and you put him, plopped him into, into a fry kibbutz. Fry! Gorgeous! I think those kibbutz don't cease to exist. They're all like, already becoming slightly firmer. But you put him in the midst of it, in the midst of the kfir, in the midst of everything. What would happen when you come back in 10 years? So he says, if the person's where he should be when you come back in 10 years, the entire kibbutz is from. Now, what happens to a person? You take a person outside the walls of base marriage for five minutes, I told you what I, want, I read in the Yatad, and it said that 
was complaining about something or other and it said that this person went to Lishkata Giyus and in two hours it destroyed an entire lifetime of Chinuch. So my thought was, wow, <laughs> that must have been a really solid Chinuch that it took a full two hours to... What's that? What, what, what is that? What is that? Elamai, the whole thing is scaffolded. So when you remove the scaffolding, the entire structure just collapses. Because there's no, there's no racism in Sardinia. We don't have any Asaga. So we don't know what we're doing. There's no Yerasa Oynish. There's no Yerasa. I mean, mainly everything's Hefka, Hefka, Hefka. So we need, <laughs> I think it's quite urgent. Well, again, it's only urgent if you want to leave the scaffolding. If you want to live a scaffolded life, you're okay. But if you actually want to be a freestanding structure, and sometimes you can't choose. Sometimes you are Baal Korchach, a freestanding structure. You end up in you know, Porto What's going to be? So I think we have to discover whatever it is. Exciting to know. Sorry, is this not? Oh, this. Oh, this, that's next week. Is to share with all the answers. <laughs>